All right, you've tuned in live. It's the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. The creator of Liberal Tears, the Clay Edwards Show, with Sean York Karan. This morning we shall be licking Liberal Tears, drinking them, doing shots of them, doing a doing a dance, all that fun stuff. We're barely here, we're barely alive. We had a marathon last night doing the election show coverage, and we're back at it. Thank you, Sean York Karan, for getting up and joining me again this morning. You're welcome, man. I'm uh, I'm here. I am definitely here. <laughs> and, uh, after I got home, uh, I guess around 11.30 last night, and... Uh, you um i guess you you the same right yeah by, i was 11:30 when i when i got in i text my girlfriend just to say hey made it home i knew she was asleep so i didn't want to call so hey made it home and i just, it was 11:30 when i got there and, yeah and i was like all right well unfortunately after after that show last night i was wound up yeah those loaded tees really really kicked in they didn't they? just the, just the adrenaline of the show and everything man yeah. it was really really fun doing the coverage and thank you for being a part of that I think we made a little history last night. Oh, yeah, and I appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. I'm really glad everybody was listening in. Uh, apparently, uh, there was a lot of feedback about it, so yeah, it's it great. Good stuff. Uh, I think, you know, you have my commitment and Sean's commitment to doing these election night shows as long as uh, the radio station will have us doing it. That was uh, that was fun, So, and uh, I'd like to see an expanded version of it. All right, well, let's just jump into it. I was trying to find some audio this morning of Tate's uh, – Tate speech and Brandon's concession speech, but um, obviously just kind of slow motion this morning a little bit. But uh, I think maybe we got uh, we got like ten seconds of audio from Brandon here. Yeah, I'm, we're doing this in live time, so y'all bear with me if it's not necessarily a hundred percent relevant. Uh, let's see here. He'd quit lying on me. I'd quit telling the truth on him. And the truth is, in this campaign, this governor has been ensnarled in the largest public corruption scandal in Mississippi history. Well, I want to see. That's not what I thought it was. But, you know, I'm glad I'm glad I played that because he uh, he may have a scandal of his own. He's going to have to have to deal with when the dust settles on this. If there's investigations and stuff into what the accusations were. Oh, you talking about during the about the solar energy? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I guess. Um, I mean, I imagine I'm going to take a wild guess and say that nothing's going to be looked into on that. But you never know. Who knows? You know, how campaigns are. People make accusations, and then it, the next day, everything's kind of just like, oh well, he lost, I won, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, but um, I thought it was interesting about this race. You know, all the money that was poured in from the out of state Democratic interests, and you got essentially the same result you had four years ago, even. Presley doing just a little bit worse, it seems like. So far, now all the votes aren't in. It may just end up. Right now, it's showing at 51.8% for Tate and 46.9% for Brandon. In 2019, it was 52.1% for Tate and 46.6% for Jim Hood. So, I mean, essentially, you're looking at the same result with a lot more money being spent. Yeah. I mean, I just, you wonder, you wonder what it was. I mean, because, I mean, they really thought they, they had a chance with this one. I think that you got the Democrat Party's got to go back to the drawing board, and I mean, are we, are we seeing that if you're going to run as a Democrat, you got to run as a Democrat, not as a, a fake conservative Democrat? Because I, I don't think it's going to work. Mm-hmm. I just don't think you're going to get over that hump. Maybe a more polished. He's a great speaker, Presley, and all that. But is it going to have to be somebody who really connects better and gets the really gets the black vote excited? Yeah, I think, you know, I, I wonder what I don't know what African American turnout is yet. I don't know we've yeah. seen those numbers. And and, um, and young 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 white. I mean, you just 
somebody young. I'm 46 is young for to be running for governor. Mm-hmm. By the way, I mean, that, that, I, I like having the idea of a younger governor. Tate's same thing. Yeah, he's young. You know, I like that we don't have old old men as our yeah. governors. I, I, I like, regardless of how I feel about some stuff with Tate. You know, I do like that we've got somebody from Gen X as a governor and mm-hmm. understands the same things that we're going through. We have kids. Well, his kids are younger, but. A lot of the, you know, he, he grew up in the same technology world, so he understands technology, understands all these things. So I, I do like that. I'm just trying to vision the kind of candidate that can transcend a little bit, an, an Obama-esque as far as how they, and I know that's like a dirty word here, yeah. but, but it's undeniable how popular he was in 08. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they have to do. I think, you know, we're, Democrats are dealing with the national narrative around them in terms of this state being a conservative state. So I think that it's hard if you're a Democratic candidate to detach yourself from the national party. Like, how do you separate yourself from that, from, you know, Joe Biden and Benny Thompson and all that kind of stuff? And and no Democrat really has been statewide, at least, has been successful in doing that. And I think uh, I think that at the end of the day is really, you know, what got him. People people didn't cross over or maybe some did, but not to the amount that Brandon obviously needed because he just hit the same numbers as Jim. And um and 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 I, I don't know. I I think you're not going to be able to see that in a state like Mississippi until there's some break with the national party, and Brandon wasn't able to successfully do that. I, I'm curious at this point. Do you almost have to, if you're going to have any chance of winning, non a non Republican governor, do you have to do it as an independent? I think you have to take the D label off at this point. Right now, it's not working statewide. Um, I think that just. You know, just as you see, we were talking about last night how many uh, Democrats have shifted to independent in local races. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a strategy for for the statewide races. They can try that. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work though either statewide. Yeah, I am. Just, I'm going through looking for a uh, particular race. I want to see what the final was on that. Emil Wilson and Shandy Yates. Sorry, guys. A little little slow this morning here. <laughs> uh, We're moving a little cool. slow. It was a late night. It's like trying to find H. I just jumped right over the H's here. All right. Let's see here. Hines County. <laughs> they didn't do it right. Anyway, I'm I'm pretty sure that uh, Shanda, she was winning that thing when we left last night. I don't assume too much change, but... No, I don't think so. But the Hines County votes were, were late. They were still, you know, five this morning I was watching WAPT, and they were still like 83% in. I think they're about 93% in now, though. Yes, I, I got a... I, WAPT's got this stuff kind of separated up. Let's see here. Uh, that was like District 64, I want to say, the one they were running for. Yeah. Shanda Yates won at 61% to 38%. So that, my point mm-hmm. being, an independent beat a Republican. Yeah, in a local race, kind of yeah. local race, you know. Yeah. So I mean that that happens. That's that's been able that that can happen for Democrats statewide, though. It just doesn't seem like that's we're we're just not at that point yet where that's going to happen. Um, the uh, the Democratic Party label in the state just doesn't doesn't sell soap to the majority. So that's where we are. I think Brandon found that out. I mean, you can't you can't get more well funded than he was, and you can't really run a better. He ran a good race. He ran a, whatever you think about him. He ran a good campaign. Well, as you said last night, he left it all on the field. He did. He left it on the field, and I mean, that's 
And he ended up with, you know, the same numbers as Jim Hood or maybe even a little bit less. It might turn out. We'll see. But and I always said Jim Hood was the best Democratic candidate over the last 20 years. I still I still believe that. I still think that that was a man that was elected statewide office for like four times to that to that effect. So um, I think he kind of still holds the title of that. Um, Brandon, you know, hasn't been elected statewide before. And uh, Jim was. And, uh, you know, Jim, it looks like he's going to do a little bit better than Brandon. So. You know, here we are. Be interesting to see where where Brandon ends up. I'll be be interesting to follow. Does he just kind of go back into the weeds? Mm-hmm. You know, go back to Nettleton, or does he pursue? Does he become uh, a Mississippi's Beto O'Rourke? Yeah. Does he run again? I mean, yeah. I don't know. It kind of be hard to run again. I mean, I guess he, I mean, you can always run again. But I mean, run, why not? Well, he can run for different. Sure. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying after that kind of money got pumped into your campaign, uh, you know, yeah. I don't know if he's going to run for governor again. Maybe he will, but. Yeah, let's see. We got a call here. We got Nathan on the line. Hey, Nathan. What's going on, guys? Not much. Hey, what's up? Oh, not too much. Is was last night the end for David Archie, or is he still in his battle of trying to be supervisor? I I didn't hear anything about that last night. I think that he's appealed it, as far as I remember, but I haven't looked at that in a while. I think he's got an appeal based upon the filing deadline that he missed the court and he says the courthouse was closed um i think that's on appeal right. but i don't i don't know that that's been ruled upon yet right what what about them staying open till eight o'clock last night i, I think i vaguely heard y'all talking about that in hines county there was four it's, precincts that they stayed open to uh to eight o'clock and um but other than that i don't know about any i know there was on twitter there was some buzz about nine precincts but at the end the order that we saw from the Jess Dickinson was four precincts, so I would imagine. Um, I, you know, I think that happened. I think those stayed open eight o'clock, or well, not open eight o'clock. I think his order actually said if you were in line at seven o'clock, you could still vote, and I think they did that. But um, that obviously didn't make the difference for Brandon either, though. So right, right. Well, we got four more years of tape. So after four years, we need to get Lindsey Beckham to uh, get behind somebody. And- yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, she she looks sounded like she was having a good time last night when she called in. So maybe we'll have Fred Shanks as governor, Governor Fred Shanks, well, in four I mean, years. I mean, we 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 can do a segment today speculating on some of the people that are going to run for governor in four years because uh, mm-hmm. it is going to be the wild wild west, and that's just with these current statewide folks. They got big names that people anticipate have bigger aspirations, and um, I tell you what, we'll take a break. When we come back, we we will do a segment. On a little forecasting forward, only on the Republican side because I don't know I I don't know who the Democrats got. I don't I I still think that they they may would try to to run Shockway out there, and I know that's LOL, but you know yeah. when that when that black voting apparatus gets behind somebody, the Benny Boom Boom Thompson and his people get behind them. I don't I don't know if the if the wounds are still so deep from the water situation where Benny rolled Shockway under the bus. I don't know if they're any of that, but people clearly don't vote for what's best for them. They vote on their their feelings, and uh, people, right, they people, vote on signs like uh, "Was it Black Votes Matter?" and yeah. all that. I saw all over town. Yeah, so I'm well, not, all right, guys, I'll let y'all go to break. I appreciate it. Thanks, Nathan. Thanks. Yeah, I, I know that people chuckle at the thought of Chalkway running for anything past his current position, but I can assure you, he's in. He at one point anyway was being groomed. For bigger, for bigger things. I don't know if, if yeah. Now his performance, I think it's going to be kind of 
You know, I mean, you even saw like his sister didn't do that well last yeah, time. So I think um, he'll be very lucky to keep the job he has. Yeah, that's that's kind of my impression of the whole situation. My thought process of the whole situation. He's gonna, I think he's gonna be in for a tough reelect in twenty five. Um, he, here's what I don't know what DeKeith or Stamps' plans are. Um, obviously I'm pulling for Kim Wade, but I'm gonna take remove Kim from this for a second. If Kim decides not to run or whatever. At some point, when DeKeith or Stamps is ready to become the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, DeKeith or Stamps is going to be the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi. Did he end up winning last night? I know I went to. Do we know that yet? Uh, I don't. It was. I know he was behind Brent Bailey, but I don't know. Um, I know there still was like something like twenty three percent of the vote out, something around that. Let's see. I don't know. We'll have to check. Yeah. So, all right, look, let's take a break, get a little game plan together. Uh, text line, Guns and Gear text line, wide open, 769-241-1944. Phone line, if you want to call in this morning, 601-879-0002. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends A1 Gear and Auto right out there in Florence, Mississippi. Highway 49 South. Big white building. Big red sign. Look, guys, whether it's squeaky brakes, check engine light, air conditioning not blowing cold, heater not working, car running hot, they can handle it all at A1 Gear and Auto. But what they specialize in is your ring and pinion, your rear end gears, your front end gears and your transfer case there on your four-wheel drives all that good stuff front-wheel drive vehicles they can handle it all there at a1 gear and auto and what they really what makes what sets a1 gear and auto apart is their ability to diagnose things right the first time that saves you time it saves you money and it saves you having to go back out there and pay more money getting something fixed because it wasn't diagnosed properly the first time and as you know most mechanics aren't going to remove the improperly diagnosed part and put the old part back on and send the old part back. That, unfortunately, isn't how it works. Uh, So you just end up with new parts on a vehicle that didn't need new parts. I digress. Avoid all that. A1, gear and auto. Get it done right the first time. Tell them Clay sent you. We want to thank them, too, for being one of our partners last night and helping present the election show. So thank you to uh, Justin and the team for helping make that happen. Couldn't have done it without them. Yeah, man. Thanks to all the sponsors last night. They were great. We know we had some new ones too, didn't we? Mm-hmm. They came up later. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there were some uh, some that you know just sponsored that 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 event. And uh, again, really appreciated that. From uh, I've got the list around here somewhere, but you know, appreciate all those guys and back at it this morning. Sean, let's play. People like speculating. Sure. Four years from now, obviously Tate Tate will be wrapped up. Be interesting to see. I guess he'll probably become a lobbyist. Yeah, sure, something. Because he'll be pretty young. I mean, yeah, I'm sure Jerry, Jerry will let us know that Tate will be a lobbyist. <laughs> Jerry's going to yeah, exactly. Tate will be a lobbyist. He will. I'm uh, sure he's already, you know, uh, he's going to make a lot of money. I'm going to tell you, here's four names. Michael Watson. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't do it this time, to be honest, in primary Tate. <laughs> my, my, Michael Watson. Lynn Fitch, which I think she's a long shot for it, but who knows. Um, just, just hearing what I hear in circles, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but she is an attractive lady, and she wears her. This is going to sound sexist, I guess, but I mean, she wears a dress well. I mean, she looks good. 
you know, and that matters. And she's she, got the she got the road thing yeah. overturned. I mean, yeah, so she, she's she's very, you know, maybe maybe she's maybe she could end up being the lead candidate. Um, so you got Michael, Lynn. I can't, I'd be shocked if Shad White don't throw his hat in. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's where he's he's lobbying for something. Yeah, he's going to run. Yeah, he's I mean, gonna, I, I think yeah, I think that's pretty. I think you're going to have a pretty deep Republican field in yeah, 2027. And, I, and if he wants to do it, he'd be my dark horse uh, favorite. Who? There's such thing as a dark horse favorite. Yeah, who would you say? Which one? Andy. Andy, I know Andy. Andy, I think you know. I put that up on Facebook yesterday. About I was like, I crossed the aisle for Andy Gibson, right? Yeah. And I think Andy is one of the more likable politicians in the state. Where I think you know, I think he could. I really think he could win. I, re- I really do think he can win. There's nobody else with more f- facial recognition mm-hmm. and name recognition in the bunch. Yeah, yeah. He's a. Uh, I think he really, if he wanted to, he could really mount a big challenge to the rest of those folks. I really, really do. Um, I think in my the way I'm looking at it now, just and this is so early, but I feel like Lynn Fitch is a pretty strong candidate. I think yeah. she is, and uh, she's. I think she's got fundraising ability pretty good, and, and I think her family is wealthy or mm-hmm. something to that effect. Uh, so I think she's got. You know, she had she the Dobbs decision. She has a lot of things. You know, now she's got four years, another four years as Attorney General. So I think she's a pretty strong candidate. Um, I, I mean, I, I think Shad White's a strong candidate too. He's very young, though. I mean, he, you know, that's one thing. I'm not saying that's bad. It's just that's. I mean, I think that's he's significantly younger than Lynn Finch and um, Michael Watts. I don't think I, you know. I like Michael. I think Michael's done a good job, but I don't know that he has the name recognition yet. He's kind of an you know. I know he's a statewide elected official. But he's kind of like Brandon, where Brandon had. I mean, you think he's probably got more name ID than Brandon did, but I think that's an issue. Whereas Shad and Lynn have a lot of name ID. I mean, Shad's in the paper every day, and he's kind of put himself out there. And Lynn, of course, is attorney general. So they've got better name ID. Um, so I can see that. But Andy Gibson, though, you're right. I think he's a – I think he just comes across so Mississippi to people that he's – he's. I think he's going to be able to um, do quite well if he wanted to. Yeah, and I was going to say I don't know if that translates very well across to the urban black vote. But as of right now, Brandon – our tape proved last night that you don't necessarily have to be popular in that group to win, given the current um, demographics. Yeah, no, I don't. I mean, obviously, a Republican candidate doesn't need to, you know, secure a huge portion of the African American vote. Um, so I don't think it's going to be a problem for him. But I think it's going to be a fight amongst themselves. I mean, they're all going to jump. It's an open seat, and there's, you know, there's no incumbent in 2027. It's going to be they're all going to fight over oh, it pretty good. Forgot Philip Gunn. Philip Gunn, but he's uh, he's going to be kind of out of the game by then, but about four years. So but he could be focusing on it. For, he could, know. he could. I mean, I'm not. He's not a bad candidate either. They've got. That's what I'm saying. They've got a deep bench of people that can run for governor after this. I mean, say what you want, you know, about some of the stuff Phil, Philip did down there, whether you agree with it, disagree with it, as a uh, speaker of the house. But he, he's got a cool name. Yeah. <laughs> and when you and when you, I know that sounds very. Sometimes you got to take it down to the very basic level. Everybody ain't a nerd on this stuff. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like, man, he's a Republican and it's a gun. And everybody I've heard that's met him is uh is very impressed with him, likes him a lot. Like everybody I know personally that that is that knows him. He's a good pilot. Every time he sees me, he looks me in the eye, says my name. Yeah, that's what I've heard about him. And oh, we forgot somebody else who we both like, Sean Tyndall. Now, well, I was I, I I was thinking it. I don't know if that's what Sean's bigger plans are. Maybe AG. Yeah, I could see that. He can run for AG. He might yeah. be better off doing that this time, considering how how packed the republican field will probably be for governor and i mean then you're also going to think about who's going to run for lieutenant governor next time so one of them may do that and that's assuming that delbert don't want to throw his hat in i can't imagine him 
winning a, a governor race. But I frankly, I, I I was shocked that he got reelected as lieutenant governor. But I think I'm going to try to keep this non-political here. What, what I say here, I think Delbert is going. Is he old? Is he as old as he looks? I think he's in his mid to early to mid seventies. I think he's. I remember he used to be our our company's attorney back in the nineties. I think he's around my dad's age. He's seventy four, seventy five ish, something yeah. like that. We don't need to go. That, that's going backwards. Yeah, I mean, he'll be close to 80 next time. It, I don't know that that's going to be realistic for him. I mean, who knows, though? I mean, look at what we're looking at. we got Donald Trump and Joe Biden running for president. Yeah, so, well, and they're all in their late 70s, early 80s. If the, if the country club conservatives with the money that do all, that, that put all the money behind these people, if that's who mm-hmm. they put their money behind, I, I'm putting a D by my name. Mm-hmm. I will leave the Republican Party. If they if, if he's the uh, nominee? Yeah. Um, there's what based on his I know you I know you didn't agree with his policy positions, but based on his age too. I mean, if, if I'm a, if I'm gonna vote for a Democrat, I'm just gonna vote for one that that I know is a Democrat. <laughs> you just might as well just like pull the right, pull the lever for him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's a possibility. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be shocked if he did it, but I think you know it's a little given, like I said, given his age and those kinds of things, it might be a little hard. But uh, but I mean, and there's so many people that are gonna run or potentially are going to run, so it's gonna be packed. And but then like I said, you're gonna have an open. Um, Lieutenant Governor's race too, and I don't know which one. Maybe Shad White will decide he wants to run for that instead. I mean, people are going to probably hedge their bets on what you know what's the best for them. Yeah, um, Eric chimes in on the Guns and Gear text line says that he wrote Lieutenant he wrote Chris McDaniel in for Lieutenant Governor. I did the same thing. Mm-hmm. I refused to vote for Delbert. See, and there's a lot of people that feel that way. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna it's it is definitely going to be a very interesting race in four years with it all is. the people, and not just the governor. I mean, just all the other open spots and well that's going to work i mean because it is governor and lieutenant governor right now we know are not going to have incumbents well yeah because then let's just say for example um michael watson sorry mm-hmm. a lot of names this morning yeah let's say michael watson runs for governor or lieutenant governor even mm-hmm. and that may be the smarter play for for michael is to shoot for the lieutenant governor spot and get some more name value out there. Let people see what he can do with p- making policy and yeah. and all that. Maybe he runs for lieutenant governor. But then you got them trying to run two races. I mean, do they have to leave their current positions? Does that open up Secretary of State for somebody to come in? Yeah, I guess right. Just yeah, Lynn Fitch, if she runs for governor, does that AG? How many, mm-hmm. they get, can they, they can have more than one term on those, more than two terms with AG yes. and Secretary of State. And I mean, Jim was AG for four terms. Yeah, David McRae's been treasurer. This for, is his second term. I did not realize that until this morning. I saw that. I thought so, too. I thought he'd been treasurer longer than that. But then they said that this is his second term when I was watching the news this morning. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I, I thought the same thing you did. I was like, really? I thought he's been treasurer longer than that. But, did he take some time off and come back? I don't know. I mean, that's just what the news said. I looked it up. They said that this was his, he got reelected. Now, they could have been wrong, but they said he got reelected to a second term. Yeah, getting a lot of texts from folks on the Guns and Gear text line saying they they wrote in McDaniel's name too. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just out of curiosity, I'm I, I want to see when all the dust settles, how many votes Brian Bailey got. That's a good that's a good question, right? You know how, how many, many how many no votes or down how many down votes, whatever mm-hmm. did, did did Bailey get? Just compared, you know, just kind of look at the ticket. Okay, well Tate got this many in Rankin County. What did Bailey get? Because he's a county wide. Yeah. You know, he's, 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 that's a good. That's a good point. I'd love to. I'm gonna look at that up today. Like who? How many people voted for Brian Bailey? Yeah, you know, you know, so, so I, he he's on every ballot in Rankin County because of state because county wide. Yeah. So right. So he was. He'd be the only one countywide that would be on every all the same people same ballot as all the statewide. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> down ballot, you got you got Tate at the top, you got Bailey down there countywide. So it's fair to 
look at those. Say, okay, well, how many votes to take get? How many yeah. did Bailey get? That's a great point. I'm really interested in that, actually. Yeah. How many people can... checked out by the time they got down there? I'm sure it's on there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is it on WLBT right now? Do we know? Oh, it should be. How many votes Brian, Brian Bailey got in relation to Tate's votes? Yeah, just out of curiosity. And I'd like to see how many he got the last time. I'm just curious what the temperature in the room is like out there. Yeah, yeah, that's very fascinating. Well, um, while you do that, we'll take a break, and yep. we'll get those numbers for you as soon as we come back. And we've got a special guest en route here to the studio to discuss yesterday's shenanigans at the polls. This is the Clay Edwards Show with Sean York Caron. We're getting our legs under us. Bear with us, guys. <laughs> Bear with us, guys. It's more loaded tea. More loaded teas. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. This segment is brought to you by me. I buy cars, guys. Guys, I know uh, one of you guys texted me yesterday, and I will get back with you today. But look, I do buy cars. If you've got a used vehicle that you're driving right now that you want to sell, reach out to me. Let me make you a fair market value offer. I'll get with one of my partners, and we will get that thing bought from you save you all the headache of having to deal with the marketplace maniacs the craigslist crazies uh less uh, scrupulous more scrupulous dealers i've been hearing horror stories here lately about some of these um smaller used car lots so holler at me we'll get you rolling 769-241-1944 or you can go to the website if you can't remember the number it's just claybuyscars.com claybuyscars.com it's nothing spectacular there you don't have to put any information in it just has my phone number in case you don't remember it claybuyscars.com all right uh we have a surprise guest here in the studio here to uh talk about his uh his 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 defeat last night i guess and kind of how it got to that point and explain what he saw what he's not happy about chip matthews well i'm not really here to complain about the way it went it was all set up prior to the election you, got, not, you got a bunch of votes i was trying to explain to people last night how hard it is to get 100 people to do anything much oh, less 2200 oh yeah i mean you know i you and i you know we and and the sad thing is i don't wake up you and i have always been in a business that when you lose you get up and go the next day and you and you just keep fighting well the reality here is the redistricting of madison county uh, where, let's say, for instance, if you would have thought that you're going to draw the lines and you're going to give me late and you're going to pick up votes here and give them votes there, we picked up people in the redistricting, but we didn't pick up voters that traditionally vote. They moved voters out of our districts and gave us more people that should vote, but they don't. So that's what that's your biggest thing that occurred. Like, look at Lake Lorman and Lake Cavalier. They didn't get out and vote. And in District Four, we lost last night two uh, important races in the district, and we also lost an election commissioner's race to a Democrat. And the Democrat that won is a right-hand man of truly up in Canton, and he is, you know, he's, he he gets reprimanded for all kind of shenanigans all the time. But that that is what has happened, y'all. We, we have not. The problem is the Republicans did not get out and vote in Madison County. Period. It, you know, where the vote was suppressed at uh, Fairview, you had uh, you had, people were driving by and seeing the line. Said, "I'll come back later." People just kept looking at it, and I mean, I would say they slow rolled them through there. You only had two thousand, about one fourth of my district votes in twelve hundred square feet, and then there are thirteen other districts 
where you can get in to vote with no problem. So, uh, and you know, didn't you say that Delbert got how many votes? Delbert won Madison County by ten thousand votes. Granted, he didn't have a legitimate uh, opponent, right? But ten thousand votes. Yeah. You would think if you were, let's say, Republican and you're voting down ballot. How many? And Tate won by how many? Fourteen hundred. Wow! So that many Republicans decided not to vote for Tate, and and also decided not to vote at all. They didn't vote for Brandon either, right? Yeah. Right, which makes sense. Yeah, they wouldn't have to because yeah, based yeah. on numbers, obviously, the, yes. the numbers don't work. Well, yeah, they don't work. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, that is that's really interesting. I mean, that is that's what you're looking at, and we're gonna and I, uh, Timothy is uh, Jenkins is going through the numbers now, and it's like now is the time that I mean, Madison County is fixed to have four, a guy that's been in office for forty years. Mm-hmm. And another guy's going to have done 36 years. And, I mean, basically just in county employees, I probably didn't have a shot of winning because the county employees were going to go vote to keep their jobs. And then the Republicans didn't get off their butts and go to the polls and vote at all. That's, think, well, Chip, I think what you just said is a really good point for what we Clay and we were talking about last night and today is that – so. There was a big segment of people that said, I'm not going to vote for Tate, but I'm not going to vote for a Democrat. Right. And that's what happened. But they voted for Delbert. Right. That is, that is, that is, I mean, I think that's really, really interesting. That's the story. And Mm -hmm. I mean, if, and as we go through the numbers more and get deeper into it, but I mean, like, for instance, Gerald Steen, who is, uh, who votes Democrat, runs as a Republican, votes Democrat in, uh, District 5. He was a part of moving people around and population around, but he was crafty enough to move, People in his district for the future, if he gets a uh, somebody to run against him, mm-hmm. he moved people people out and votes in vote votes against him out of his district and votes in, but he was running unopposed. Mm-hmm. But that's where he's setting up for the future, just to stay in office forever. And then you've got the others. They when they redrew the lines, they just uh, uh, made sure that we move people for votes. Hmm. So. Wow. That's the difference. You know, if they don't go to the polls and vote, and then, of course, the way the world is now, we just, we don't do, you, the Republicans won't get off their butts and go to the polls. And that's your biggest problem. Well, I mean, in certain areas, but clearly there was a uptick in, there were a lot of people out voting yesterday. I mean, they, oh, yeah. they were able to beat a, a, a Democrat with twice the money. But in certain areas, they're not getting out and taking these. Uh, they're taking these local elections serious. Well, that's what I'm saying. You, I mean, if we don't get Madison County, but I mean, you're fixing to lose Madison County. It's it's the North Jackson of the state, and it's uh, Benny is Benny Thompson's strongest county moving up, and all the Democratic uh, people in the Black Lives Matters and all them were there last night to gloat because they. I was looking at it and I said. Before the first vote came in, I said, "Okay, they've got something going. They've got they've done something, and they they got out and got their people that they could get out out." But y'all, you're still looking at only what thirty percent of the vo- the county voted. Is that what it is? Thirty percent? I think so. What is that in relation to other years? Do you know? Uh, at one time, you could get forty to fifty percent out. Okay, but we just keep going down. I mean, mm-hmm. the votes were there. You just didn't go vote. Did y'all run out of ballots? Uh, no, we didn't run out of ballots. We had, we had plenty of toner because they knew they had this under under control. You know, is that what is it? I, I remember hearing during the campaign that Delbert was, or I don't know that he said this, but the, at least I'm sure you heard the same rumors that I did about this redistricting the judicial districts in Madison County. Yeah, but, and I know how that is having worked in you know several different judicial districts, like how that works, how that affects your community and that kind of stuff. So, I mean, is that something that now is on the table? It is on the table. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't understand. They're, they want to flow us. They want to take us and break us off and put us in um, 
with Holmes. Yazoo and Home County. And I worked in that district yeah. for a year, Yazoo, um, Holmes, and Humphreys County. I mean, and so they want to attach Madison to – because at one time, Yazoo and Hines were its own judicial district, and I think right. they split that off in the 1990s. Right. At, but um, but see, Rankin um, County is getting big enough to where mm-hmm. it can – it's not there yet where it can stand on its own. I think both counties could almost stand on their own as their own. Almost, and, but you know, this one they want to tag to those two because those two are – you know, less populated. Oh, there's three, I guess, right? Yeah. Because there's, there's three The other county. two counties, I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yazoo and Holmes don't, you know. Well, don't. I'm saying right now the judicial district is Yazoo, Holmes, and Humphreys. Right. Like they're, they're, they're one judicial district. And Hines and Madison. I mean, Rankin County and Madison. And Madison. So you could split Rankin off, and they could be its own, which I think it could be its own judicial yeah. district. And then I think I still think Madison could be. It I don't, could be. You know, I don't know why it wouldn't be, but. Well, to, to attach it to that district. So Delbert's, that's kind of what you've heard is his kind of plan to do yep. that. Yep. And I, I imagine uh, everybody's not really happy about that. I don't think they will be, but I mean, mm-hmm. it's okay to be unhappy, but you did it to yourselves. You mm-hmm. didn't get out and vote. You don't, I'm not in here saying that there were shenanigans that took place or anything like that. The, they uh, suppressed the vote at that one precinct. And other than that, you know, you could have gotten out and vote, mm-hmm. you know, in district four. And, uh, you know, they, they didn't get out and vote there either. I mean, yeah. it's just that is what it is. And and, and shame on you, Republicans, because you've allowed it to happen. And shame on you for not getting out and getting the vote out. And shame on the state Republican Party because they didn't come down here and help us. You had an opportunity to yep. flip District 5. Yes, you did. A m- major opportunity. You had an opportunity to flip 5. And you get, if you get four, four Republicans on the board. Right. There's so much more you can do. Well, it's, we have, it's, it's a shame. We really allegedly is. have three on the board, but Steen keeps yeah. going purple. Well, I mean, because Ridgeland's going purple. It's, yeah. it's, it's a, a survivorship thing for him. He's just trying to make sure he can always get reelected. And these people are out for themselves, not you. And that's all you need to remember. All right. Let's take a break real quick. Come back. we got Chip Matthews and Sean Yurt-Karan here in the studio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. In honor of Chip Matthews being here in the studio, we are going to talk about Acme Pizza and Daiquiri here for about 30 seconds. Hey, look, guys, we've been talking about this for over a year now. It's best pizza in Rankin County. I, 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 can, I can safely say that. I truly believe that, and I eat a lot of pizza. There's other great places over there, but there's something about that pig, 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 that fresh smoked pork coming off the smoker and being put on your pizza, the bacon being cooked from raw to fresh on the pizza while it's going through the oven so that Correct. bacon fat gets down in the cheese and, that, and, it, and it ain't overcooked. And you say going through the oven. That's like it, we have a conveyor belt. No. I'm we, sorry. We have the brick oven. We have the brick oven. The brick oven. I do apologize. And, and that's the difference, too, is having, yeah. the, having the brick oven versus, versus the conveyor belt. And it, it's just, guys, you got to get out there and try it. I, 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 did the, I didn't do the sausage on my pig, pig, pig last time. I just did bacon and Canadian yes. bacon. Uh, man. So good. Highly recommend it. Of course, they got the Wheel of Flavor. You can tri- pile three of their specialty pizzas onto one pile. Just custom build your own. Also, nine different daiquiris on tap. Nine different daiquiris. Nine different daiquiris on tap. Still available to go? Always available to go. Always available delivery. to go. Are, uh, are they available for delivery? Uh, in On some apps. Okay. And, they're, you know, you got the half gallons, and the, you can get about a half gallons or just the regular cup. All right. Lindsey Beckham, I know you're listening. Uh, you get them, get them daiquiris delivered. <laughs> oh, no. Lindsay, Lindsay, Lindsay called in last night from one of the celebration parties. Yes. And uh, 
she was having a good time. So we got yeah. to pick, we got to pick at her. Uh, yeah. Congratulations to Celeste Hirsch too uh, on her huge win. I, I, nobody has. Nobody's worked harder than Celeste. I mean, I know you guys worked just as hard, but I'm going to tell you, she ran a, a dang campaign. Yes, she did. She had a great job to her. Congratulations to her and her husband, Mike. Uh, really do like those two. Um, wrapping up on Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's real quick. Located right there at Fannin Mart on the res, daily, 4 p.m. to midnight, seven days a week? Seven days a week. Jamie Eisenhood will be playing Friday night. Uh, Christopher Davis will be playing Saturday night. And, of course, Georgia will be beating uh, – uh, get beaten by uh, Ole Miss. What time is that game? Six thirty. So you have it on TVs. Oh yes. Is that this weekend, Georgia Ole Miss? Yes. Oh, okay, it'll well, be a big one. It's yes. a big game. It's yes. as big as it gets. Yes, I mean a lot, lot on the line because. And Miss, then next week we play UL Monroe, and that'll be that. If, we'll Ole, lose if, that. if Ole Miss can beat Georgia, they don't need to play for the SEC, and to, they went out and 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 make it to the championship. Yeah, yeah. They, they can get into the you know into the final four. But our two nemesis after, let's say we beat Georgia, which I expect that. Uh, because I'm just that crazy of a Ole Miss fan. <laughs> yeah. Then we have UL Monroe and State. That may turn out to be two losses. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's just the way. That's the way Ole Miss is. I mean, I went to Ole Miss too. I got it. That's the way it is. Right. Yep. It's basketball season. Yeah. Yep. Cla- classic Ole Miss pooping of the bed. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know. All right. Shifting gears real quick, Chip. I want to. I want to commend you. Um, I know in politics. A lot of people get up, they run, they lose. You never see them again. And I've brought this up with you on air before. I think it, I think it says a lot about you to you know you took your lick yesterday and you're right back on the air this morning in a public in a, in a public forum and ready to keep fighting. And I think more people could take a could take a page from that book. And you lose, it sucks. I get it, but you got to get up, and eat your crow, and get back at it. Um, don't let it deter you. I know I've seen people who have lost uh, elections and move out of that district. They were so mad. Well, there's no need to move. I've lived there all my life. And uh, it's just like back when you and I were in business together and you wanted to book Jordan Knight of uh, New Kids on the Block. He's out selling out stadiums now. And he brought in two people from out of town who thought they were going to have to get in line. And two people showed up for the show. Did we close up the next thing? No. We were back to 1,000 people a night shortly thereafter. But you you, you got to take your lumps, and then you got to regroup and go get it done. And right now, Madison County is at a pivoting point in leadership in the Republican Party. We've got to get out and get something together that looks like they can take back. Once again, you got to take back your 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 congressional district. You got to take everything back. We got to you know start on the grounds and make sure we have people running in every race. We've got to start developing people to be those candidates. We got to find the the leaders of tomorrow because there are no leaders today in Madison County. That's just where we're at. We're not getting it done. So we've got to get it done, and that's that's where I'm at on this. I like it. Let's take a break. This is the Clay Edwards Show with chip matthews we actually got about 30 seconds here before we run up to it but again it it takes a lot to get out there and run i encourage everybody that has the ability to and the will and the want run for something and if you lose don't go into hiding stay out there you you will eventually win david archie finally won one chip's gonna win one you will get your opportunity when the timing is right keep fighting keep your name out there they'll eventually recognize it on a ballot bye Welcome back in. It's hour two of the Clay Edwards Show here on 103.9 FM WYAB. 
We got Sean Yurkron and Chip Matthews in the studio, and this segment is going to be brought to you by Watchman Security Services. Guys, whether you're home or business, Watchman Security Services can get all of your security system, closed caption, not closed captioning, uh, closed circuit video systems, security videos, doorbell video, all that stuff, cameras, they got you covered at Watchman Security Services. Also, you need remote GATAC, GAT. Remote gate access with cameras, they got you. You want to turn your home to a smart home, they can do all of that at Watchman Security Services. Locally owned, locally operated by the Knight family right over there in Pearl, Mississippi. Good, good folks. Been doing this since 1977. Their phone should be ringing off the hook today from people from Madison County. (laughs) Because <laughs> mm-hmm. it's under siege, people. <laughs> hey, look, that's how I've been selling it over far from Jackson. It's under siege. You better have a camera if you got to defend yourself. You need you need to be able to prove you had to defend yourself. So check them out online. Watchmansecure.com. That's watchman, M-A-N, secure.com. Phone lines are jammed up. Let's go to caller number one. Hey, you're on there. Uh, hold on a second. Hey, you're on there. Hello? Hey, you're on there. Kingfish. Hey, Kingfish, what's going on? Oh, boy, that was fun. (laughs) (laughs) Man, these lines get crossed a little bit here. here. No, I meant that was fun last night, the elections. Oh, it was a blast. (laughs) Always enjoyable. I'm I'm just glad I don't have a hangover. I I drank some good rye last night while I was blogging about it. So thankfully I don't have the hangover. That That would have sucked. It, 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 look, it was very tempting. Unfortunately, uh, due to FCC regulations, I was not allowed to partake in anything that would have given me a hangover. <laughs> but it, it, it would have been a good time if I didn't had to get up at a eight a five thirty this morning to come back. Oh, I've known it. I think Perez could tell you a few stories about drinking in the studio. I think <laughs> Perez could tell you a few other stories about things that have happened in studios over the years too. <laughs> anyway, um, that you know, I think that Presley ran a. He ran the campaign he wanted. Hell, I mean, Tate's whole spiel has been, his stick has been just crush the other guy with spending, out fundraise him two to one, three to one, crush him. And this is the first time Tate's ever been on the other side of that equation. And, you know, they raised it. They had like $11, $12 million. They had like $2 million cash on hand. They had all the money they needed. They ran, I think they ran a better campaign. They had good commercials. They had they stayed disciplined, had a good message, and yet they didn't perform any better than Jim Hood did four years ago. And actually, in some areas, Tate did better than four years ago, like uh, Madison County. And Lafayette People County. Think, huh? And Lafayette well, well, County. Jim Hood carried Madison four years ago, if you remember. He did, and uh, and also he carried Lafayette County, which uh, which Tate was able to flip. Yeah. I, didn't, I, hadn't seen that. I hadn't seen that one yet. So it's, you know, and... You know, plus you had, let's just say, a certain little uh, online little newspaper over in Ridgeland that was all, went all in for Presley, totally anti-Tate. And it was just, you know, and Tate's not the warmest person in the world. That's not exactly a big secret. And they were able to beat him by, what, five points? It was, four, it was. It was 1,400 votes. I know that. No, no, no. I'm talking about overall. What did Tate, what did Tate win by? Well, what was it like? Five uh, points. Was, five points, yeah. yeah. Yeah, five points. I mean, that's still... What was Jim Hood about the same four years ago? Exactly the same, pretty much. I have the 2019 so results. They raised all. What gave me an idea that my, this might have happened was I remember if you remember when SB ran against Cindy Hyde Smith last time. I mean, he he's a and I hate to say it, but a better candidate. 
He's a nice guy and very likable. He raised all the money he needed. What was it, five, six million dollars or so? He said he had all the money he needed. He says it didn't matter what I did. Just that's the way the state is. It's like the right wing version of Massachusetts. You know, it doesn't matter. You know, and that and you look at all the other ones. They were all running about get all the Republican statewide are getting two thirds of the vote. So, you know, is what is what it is. Yeah. What do you th- What do you think, Clay? Man, I'll be honest. I I thought it was going to be more fifty one forty nine. I I didn't expect Tate to win like he did. I, I was a little surprised because I've sat here and said he's not, he's not he's he has some likability issues. But maybe he doesn't have the likability issues outside of, you know, this core, core little circle of people who do this every day. Right. And, you know, maybe to the general public, he is more likable. Maybe I was wrong. Well, if you, I, I've had people tell me, if you live in the Jackson area, I mean, he stepped up and did Capitol Police. Yep. And you don't see many people, including the mayor, screaming about getting rid of Capitol Police anymore, do you? And people saw that when, you know, mismanagement ran the Jackson water system to the ground. You know what? He stepped in there, took all the heat from the national media, but they stepped in there and got the got the water running again. Okay? I mean, that is the reality. A lot of people notice that, huh? Uh, that is his reality. And the, I mean, what they did was they pushed him in a corner, though. They sat there and said, "The state won't come help. State won't come help. State won't come help." And then Tate showed up and got it done. Yeah, yeah well, and me and Sean talked about it last night. Back at him. Uh, me and Sean talked about it last night. We were surprised that he didn't talk about what he did for Jackson in some in some you know central Mississippi specific ads you're, you're and, you not know, the only one trust me you're not the only one who's observed that well I was the only trust, one the only one on trust the, me, this, you're, this you were far from alone on that one it was like you know you were wondering then what was interesting was the um house race in 64 which was Emil Wilson and Shonda Yates I mean on the Jackson I think Emil, he, he, I mean, she beat him by 20 points. She's the incumbent. She's likable. And, you know, and she pays attention to her district, and she hustles. She's aggressive. And let me let me tell you, when you're on my end, you're getting advertising from the campaigns. You, you get to see them up close in action. And her, I mean, she is very aggressive. Anything he does, she's going to come right back with within 24 hours, you know? And she doesn't mind throwing punches either. But, you know, on the Jackson issues, his problem was they were they're literally identical on Jackson issues. They're both for Capitol Police. They're both for you know letting you know not letting Jackson have the water system back because they'll screw it up again. I mean they're pretty much side by side. You get on the social issues, they start diverging. But I don't think if you're living in Jackson, that really matters all that much. You're more worried about who's going to help me keep this knucklehead mayor under control, you know, or from hurt, hurt yeah. me too much. And I also feel like you know. If you're talking about that that area of Jackson, they probably do lean a little more liberal than than the yeah. cons, than the conservative um, anti-abortion, anti-trans stuff would play. Hey, can, hey, can we skip, can we skip switch subjects to one of your favorite topics, Rankin County? Yes. What did you think of the chief getting fired? That was interesting. I mean, I, you know, I guess we've all heard some unconfirmed stuff about some, maybe some text message screenshots or something. And oh, yeah, it's confirmed. <laughs> is, is it okay? I, I hadn't, I hadn't followed up. But man, no, what a, it's not a good, it's not a good idea to trash your employer in a uh, text message. But that's not that's not why why it happened. I mean, it, you could see this one coming. Oh, I sure. mean, sim- simply put, troopers have no, troopers. I'm sorry, guys, but they're not police. They're not. They don't make, except for DUIs, 
speeding tickets and maybe some drug interdiction. They don't make felony arrests. They don't handle carjackers, armed robbery, homicides, and that sort of thing. Okay, they're not cops. Yep, and I, I think there was still some. I still think there was a fresh wound about what happened over in Crossgates, and some people kind of pointing there, fingers there back and be, forth at each be. other, and of kind of how there that whole be. thing unfolded. Well, there should be because you know I've talked about it. I mean, people were wondering why. Let's just say the same person in charge of the scene in Tishomingo County was the same person in charge of this scene in Crossgates, okay? And what do we want at each scene? Dead cops. Correct. Yes, I said it. Yep. I said it. Yes, I, you know, I, I think they were probably they were probably looking for, for a soft landing out of that situation. Mm-hmm. And, and when no, he, there, were, there, there were other reasons. I, there, I, I know some of the reasons I won't say on the air, but there were other reasons. I mean, I've got deputies telling me from Rankin County how they were having to work more and more serious crimes in Rankin County and Brandon, like if they had a carjack, an armed robbery, whatever, because the police there, a lot of them didn't know how to work them because they were all state troopers. You see what I mean? Yeah. No, I mean, what right, I was right saying on. was uh, they were, Butch was probably looking for an out, and that gave him his out. No, I'm going to give you your, one of your main reasons why. You ready for this one? I've had numerous sources tell me yesterday they have less than 10 certified law enforcement officers right now in Brandon. Yeah, it's kind of one of the dirty little secrets out there. And they got, oh, you've heard it too? Yep. Well, I didn't have the exact yeah. number. I just heard it was a very low number. They're down to two investigators, and they're trying to keep more from bailing, okay? So, and for a size of, I mean, Sean, what would you say a size town of Brandon, you should have it with at least, what, 40 certified LEOs? I would think something like that. Yeah, that makes sense, about 40. I mean, because Madison's hot. They're, they're in the 80s, but they're on the high side. I mean, but most of them, you know, Clinton's in the 60s, Bridgeland's in the 60s, so that's about... So really, you need more closer to sixty, but you need at least forty. But if you're under ten, you're, and then what happens is you start you have to work your your people you do have, you know, more and more, and they get tired of it. And right now, if you're a cop, you're in a buyer's market. Oh yeah, I mean you got you got Capitol Police setting the bar with with good pay. You got everybody else having to raise which the bar, bad, which ain't a bad thing. No, no, I think it's a great thing. It's a it's almost uh, capitalism. Well, yeah, no, that's exactly exactly what it is. But you go back to that that hostage scene in Crossgates, he and his deputy pack, they were sitting there. I've had numerous sources that were there telling me how it's like four in the morning or so before the SO got there. They were sitting there in front of the house, and I don't mean way back 50 yards off in a barricade. I mean in front of the house, screaming at each other, got into a huge heated argument in front of everybody, just got lost control. I mean, the reason why you had so many cops there, from some of the agencies, remember, everybody was wondering, why are so many agencies there? Why is there like an 80, 75, 80 cops there? Well, because they got on what's called the Common Law Channel like at 2 or 3 in the morning and broadcast the SOS. Well, Sean, you know what that is. If For listeners, that means it's a general SOS channel they have a band dedicated to. So it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what agency you're in. You hear that call on that channel from, that ag- from an agency, you respond, okay? That's the general SOS one, not... This wasn't them just calling the, the ranking SO and saying, hey, we need help here. And so what happens when you hear that, they, they, everybody shows up. And basically, they freaked out is what happened because, back to what I said, they're not cops. Yep. You know, and nobody wants to talk about that because I love the blue. You love the blue. Sean does. We've all backed the blue on your station. But that doesn't mean we're blind and stupid either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've heard heard a lot heard a lot about the stuff that went on out there in Crosscase, and now, you basically you've heard the same stuff I've, I've had, you know, I from do. different sources. Have I been wrong so far? Not not based on what I've heard. No, 
And there's a lot of stuff I haven't said that I could say. You know, so what happened in Brandon yesterday, I mean, it was a house cleaning that's a long time coming. I mean, I've been hearing about it for several weeks, so not surprised, but it's, let's see if it gets reported out there in the media. Yep. Kingfish, appreciate it, brother. You got Thanks, anything man. else? No, that, that's it. I'll see you guys later. Thanks, right. Thanks man. Appreciate it. Yeah, just, uh, I don't know, before we go to the break, we're talking about uh, different issues in Rankin County, right? Uh, if uh, and I keep thinking about what you were talking about, Brian Bailey, and the vote totals that he had. And uh, and I think we all probably see that this is going to eventually result in him resigning at some point when we agree with that. I mean, this whole mess that's kind of got out there. It's going to be hard not to. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't see how he, he's not going to be able to. But we're talking about the Capitol Police, I mean, I think about somebody who's a Rankin County, you know, lifelong Rankin County person, Bo Lucky. I think it would be a great sheriff in Rankin County one day. So, well, I mean, that's definitely that's definitely the rumblings. I mean, you yeah. know, read the tea leaves. Look at what people are saying in these uh, real talk type groups. Yeah, see them all over Facebook. Like Draft Bo Lucky. Yeah, yeah I mean, look what he's done for Jackson. So, I think you know you're going to have to have a new person come in that department, and kind of clean house and fix things up, and it's going to be a pretty big effort, I would think. So, he seems like kind of like the right kind of guy. Yeah, not I, trying to push that on you, Bo. I just I just thought of that. So, well, I just think that. When you have that type of situation unfold in a, in a department somewhere, you, you, people are going to feel like they want to bring somebody in from the outside or bring a prodigal son back home, mm-hmm. maybe somebody that left, something along those lines. And it's no different than uh, like in football. You know? people, yeah, bring in uh, somebody to regroup the team. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. uh, you need a new team leader, but sometimes you, you know, let's find the good parts and keep that and fix that. No, you need to fix it, period. Yeah. It doesn't, I, you know. Let's take a break, come back, do a little regrouping ourselves. This is the Clay Edwards Show. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, guys, Stonington Farm Beef. I got the text yesterday. They're going to be up here on Friday, November 17th. I guess that is next Friday. Yes. So get your order in, stoningtonfarm.com. That's Stonington with two N's, Farm. Dot com. I stepped in Burgers Blues Barbecue downtown Brandon yesterday to get the plate lunch at a fried pork chop. I've been threatening to eat me a fried pork chop for a while, and I did on election day. Was it good? Oh, it, was, it was really good. I think that's why I was so tired. But I was sitting down at the little B three bar there, the kind of little uh, hole, their little uh, dive bar area they have in there. Super cool if you haven't checked it out. I was sitting in there, and I walked in. A fellow recognized me, and he got to ask me about. He's like, "Who is that? Who is that beef people? That steak people you're always advertising on your show?" I was like, oh, it's Stonington Farm, and got him hooked up, and he's going to get an order in and all that. And Guys, that's what's cool about it. You put your order in. They come up once a month. They deliver to three local locations here, Brandon, Florence, and Ridgeland. You just meet them. they got the big wrapped Stonington Farm truck. You can't miss it. Big uh, old paddy wagon-looking thing. Uh, it was like a big FedEx truck, that kind of yeah. truck, yeah, loaded yeah. up with freezers. And they got your order bagged, ready. Everything's individually uh what they call it, ICQ. Is that individually frozen? I, IQC. IQC. And uh, so we've got one ribeye. Everything's individually individually air package, airtight package, vacuum sealed uh, for extended freshness. And you, know, you won't regret it, man. They got a hamburger. They got a ground beef special again this month. And guys, I'm telling you, I've been wearing that ground beef out. Six ninety nine a pound. It's grass-fed, grass-finished, antibiotic, mRNA, and steroid-free Locally sourced beef right down there in uh, Perkinston, Mississippi. Uh, try it out. You won't regret it. You can get a whole cow, a mini cow, or you can just get one pound of hamburger meat, if that's what you so choose to do. Uh, go online, 
hit view our cuts, call Katie Stonington. The phone number will be right there. You put your order in with her. You can ask any questions you may have, and boom, she'll send you over a copy of your invoice. You'll know exactly how much it's going to be. Bring cash, debit, credit, whatever. They take it all at Stonington Farm. Be here next Friday. All right. Uh, Kingfish threw us a little curveball there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. He's known to do that from time to time. Uh, but, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that interesting – you know, I hadn't. I, I, admittingly, I didn't have a whole lot of time to dive into other stuff yesterday, right? With all the election stuff and getting ready for the election show and doing six hours of radio, but that that is what I'd heard. I just don't know if anybody had officially reported that yet about you know the screenshots and this, that, and the other. So we'll we'll see how all that shakes out. But he's out. It'll be a uh, curious who's next and can they uh can they get that thing staffed back up right and uh, keep Brandon keep Brandon great there you go you know because if you let it you know if you let it fall off any we've seen what happens they take over they take over and you know so let's see here man we got a bunch of texts on the guns and gear text line if i can get my, my I'm trying to unlock my phone with my face mm-hmm. thing with the microphone in between me here but we got a lot of text messages here uh Derek thinks i hung up on him Derek that was not intentional uh only one of these caller IDs work, and Kingfish was first in line. Uh, Bobcat says, in another race of interest in Rankin County, incumbent Sheriff Brian Bailey, who ran unopposed, garnered 29,557 votes with 6,310 undervotes. Undervotes who did not vote in that race. And 5,286 write-ins. Hmm. That's according to Ed Inman. Maybe they need to go wow. through Ed's a great guy. I ain't heard from him in a while, but you could take those five thousand votes and probably find who your next, uh, well, who the people want to be their next uh, chief uh, or sheriff. Yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of Fred Shanks write-ins. Was there? Well, Fred, I don't know that Fred to be Shanks, a fact, but I, he'd make, he'd be great at it. I'm just telling you. I know the I know the the, the sentiment out there is uh, with the issues with uh, Brian and and Fred and their. Yep. Past personal lives and this, that, and the other. A lot of people have been writing Fred in to those uh, to those spots. They did it in the primary as well. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, hey, look, Fred. I mean, Fred's done great at his job there too. I imagine he'd be a good sheriff. Also, you know, here's a, this takes me on another subject here. Why do we even have write-ins if if they don't count? And and uh, Timothy Jenkins would be one to explain it to you better than I can. But the reality is, unless you qualify by the deadline date. You can, and and qualify for a party, you cannot run forward. So then on a write-in, even after you have, let's say, for instance, you lost your race and they wrote you in and you beat him the second time on that, you're not allowed because you didn't win your party primary. So it, the, write-in, the write-in is basically the government saying, we're going to give you a choice, but they don't, they take it away. I it's mean, it just, I mean, that's, that's exactly what it is. I mean. We, we we don't have a lot of rights. We don't have you know we don't have the ballot initiative. We don't have uh, a lot of things. And we're fixing to have uh, everybody in session in January. And we have a what we allegedly have a bunch of Republicans going in to take care of things, supermajority. And we're really finding out now that it's not a supermajority. Yeah, they're they're all bought and paid for, and uh, we're going to have to do something about that. You're going to have to get on to your local politicians and state representatives to get us back to being a red state. All right, let's take a call. Hey, you're on there. This is Timothy Jenkins. Hey, Tim. Tell them about that write-in thing. All right, you have write-ins on a ballot because 
in the past length of time that I can remember in the past history, you've had two races that the people that were on the ballot, they died. So what the Secretary of State can do uh, is they they put it out that they're going to accept write-ins for those uh, races only. The deal is whoever's written in, they have to be qualified to run before Election Day. So, and that's okay. that's what write-ins are for. That'd be qualified. If somebody is not able, you know, if they die before election day, you have to have, you know, if you want to have a candidate, you have them write in, and they have to be qualified before the election. So, so if if somebody dies a week before, and somebody decides to get, they want to be the potential write-in, they have to go to the qualification process. So they open up the qualification yeah. process. For, yeah, for for a race now, specifically, recall, if there's a you know the time limit, I would think a week is kind of a short length of time. In that case, the governor would probably order a special election, and that's when you have a special election. That's who orders that. Okay, well that makes a lot more sense then. But yeah. I still think y'all that, have a good one. Yeah, thank you, thanks, thanks. Tim. Let's see. Y'all so, make sure I do this right. We got another call. Hold on, we got to take this call real quick. Hey, sorry for hanging up on you a second ago, brother. You're on there. Uh, how did Tate do on the coast? That would basically got him through. I don't think just the coast, but let's see here. Pearl River County, he uh, he got eight thousand eight thousand votes. Uh, well, that's not the coast. Sorry. Hancock, he got um seven thousand votes, seventy one percent. I'm just gonna go with the percent, seventy one percent. Harrison, he got fifty eight percent with over twenty three thousand votes. Uh, Jackson, he got sixty two percent with over seventeen thousand votes. So. How did he do up in the in uh, Brandon Presley country? He, he did pretty I think, well. I, I think I, he did well. And the only part that I th- I think I saw on a map earlier last night, uh, Brandon Presley mostly mostly was strong in the Benny districts, and I that got, was pretty much it. That was right? it, Brandon. Because I know I, I'd always heard that Tate. The only reason he beat it was because how good he done down on the coast. Well, he did better. In, he did well in North Mississippi too. Not quite as well as on the coast, but he did fifty eight percent as opposed to forty one percent in Desoto County, and then Marshall it, County got fifty you know, percent. Marshall for a long time, the coast didn't really matter that much to a degree. Because nobody from the coast could ever get elected a statewide office in Mississippi. It's interesting. I think we. I think you and I have had that conversation on here before too. But you and, do have uh, Michael Watson. Yeah, so you got Michael yeah, Watson now. He's an exception. You know, and I think we were talking earlier about uh, forecasting into the next 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 election. It's going to be wide open, and I think every everybody who's got any anything that resembles a name in the Republican Party is going to be. Why he's going to be on the ballot shooting for the governor? Let me ask y'all something. If 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 you run for governor, and you just win the four, and you just win the three coastal counties and the Soto County, and not really worry about Madison Rankin counties, and still win, you've got to have Rankin County. Yeah. Well, I think you yeah. get them. Yeah. I mean, I think the, I think the R gets it for you. Yeah. I mean, if you're if you're going if you're talking about the general election, not the primary, obviously. and even in Madison County, you need those votes. But even if you lose in Madison County, which is a uh, very possible. You still need the un- the uh, vote because it's going to be uh, a percentage points difference, three or four percent points difference. Even with the growth of the coast in DeSoto County, DeSoto County probably growing more than anybody. If I had to guess, I believe it's the fastest growing county in the state. At least it was a, a year or so ago. At some oh point. yeah. 
Which I mean, I've, I've heard the same thing about the coast too. So, but the, the north and south Mississippi are the fastest two growing areas because everybody's getting state. out of Jackson. <laughs> yeah, well, I think a lot. Yeah. I think a lot of people are moving there from out of state. Yeah, yeah, especially with Memphis, and you get a lot of people that are moving out of New Orleans. They're going over to, you know, Bay St. Louis and Diamond Head and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it. I mean, you, like I said, Memphis is a great point for North Mississippi. You got a lot of folks who, you know, people who could afford to get out of Memphis are moving to South Haven and DeSoto County. Just like people that could afford to get out of Jackson are moving to Rankin and Madison County or further mm-hmm. out, Scott County. Do, you, do y'all remember back in South in South Jackson days? It it was it represented Rankin County to a degree. Oh yes, not just demographically, yeah. but educational wise, and a lot of the businesses, frankly, that were in Jackson, a lot of them are in Rankin County. Do y'all think we'll ever see in our lifetime that shift into Rankin County from Jackson? Uh, explain that to me again. Do you think we're ever going to see Rankin County be like South Jackson is now in our lifetime? I don't, well, if if HUD has anything to do with it and uh, the fair and equal housing and all that stuff, my understanding is if you're trying to rent a house over in South Jackson right now and you're using HUD, it can take it can take up to two months to get an approval in South Jackson. You put that same applicant on a house in Northeast Jackson or Rankin County. This is according to people I know that rent houses for a living, and they say you can get it approved within two days. And you know, if you look at like in uh, the uh, Yandel Road area of um Madison County, where they're putting in that uh, development, you're looking at that. They're going to be putting those houses in rental houses. So basically, you're looking at Democrat politics bleeding into the housing market as they try to um, bring in uh, in affluent areas, try to bring in people, bring down the price of the but, tea in China. You know, you talk about talked about, and that was Horton, right? That was doing that. Yes, Dr. Horton. I've never known Dr. Horton have rental homes. Never have what? I've never known them to have rental homes. Well, they they finance all the homes for their people. Uh, yes. You sure they don't just have a mortgage side? And- they, yes, they have a mortgage side, but it, it's all set up to. Uh, let me question you. Let me ask you this: You had two developers go in, and they went in and bought all the lots. Why wouldn't you just? Do it on the front side and come in and, and be the developer yourself And if you're going to buy all the lights and build it. They don't do that. And the reason I know that is because my subdivision on the back side of it got bought out by Dior Horton. Right. Okay. And I'm going to tell you right now, some of the houses they built, yes, they're junk. That's exactly what. But they're still $350,000 homes. But they're, they're junk, and that's what people are talking about. Uh, they don't want that in the neighborhood because it will bring down the property value of everybody around them in that area. Yeah, well, look at D.L. Horton and look at Gulf Shores. Yep. But hey, you guys have a great day. Appreciate it, brother. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We are live on 103.9 FM WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com. And, of course, the podcast and all of that will be available here by 10 a.m. Coming up next today, we got Mike Madison from 9 to 10, followed by Jameson Haygood from 10 to noon. Can't wait to hear Jameson's uh, election recap show, as well as Radio Strongman Kim Wade from 4 to 6, bringing us home for our day of live entertainment. And I'm not sure if there's something on after camera night as far as sporting event, but if not, Officer Brandon Tatum show is on, and if, if you like Kim Wade and you like this show, you'll love Brandon Tatum's a little more national 
stuff, but a really, really good conservative talk radio. Another strong black conservative male stepping out there and uh, doing his thing. Really enjoyed Brandon Tatum's show. This segment is going to be brought to you by... How about my friends over at Reliable Rental Equipment? Guys, for all of your heavy equipment rental needs or just equipment rental needs, get over there and see Reliable Rental Equipment on Meadowbrook Road in North Jackson, Fondren area there. Big brand new facility. Really, really nice. You can check them out online at ReliableRentalEquipment.com. They got a deal of the week right now that I think we need to tell you about. You need a dumpster rental, 5% off all your dumpster rentals. Hey, what about equipment? We just talked about it. 15% off on equipment Equipment rental. Get in touch with my buddy Brad Patridge over there. Y'all may remember Brad. He was a Rankin County constable for years. He is over there in the sales department or the rental department, and he can get you rolling, man. Had a good long conversation with him the other day. You can also buy or rent side-by-sides. Four-wheelers, not four-wheelers, yeah, side-by-side golf carts, side-by-sides or golf carts, and zero X-mark, zero-turn mowers. They got a great new line of trailers coming in soon, and uh, man, they're rocking and rolling over there. They got it all. They can also supply you with not just the rental equipment, but operators, so you don't have to do it yourself. Check them out, ReliableRentalEquipmentMS.com. All right, we got Chip Matthews and Sean Yurt Karan here in the studio, uh, just kind of re- recapping some of the election stuff. Chip, Sean and I kind of hit on a topic, uh, and I guess we did it a little bit with you in here too, F- forecasting uh, to the next governor's race. Who would you handicap as the favorite right now to be the next governor, as far as people who are currently in office? If, if that- I, well, uh, you know, I the people I expect to see would be Philip Gunn, uh, you're going to see Lynn Fitch. And, uh, you know, the big thing on Lynn, Lynn just basically tags on to every national agenda. She really doesn't fight any local battles. Mm. Uh, who else would you got? I, I, well, I, you, I, Delbert, I don't know if he's, I, I, I can't. I, I, I just don't see it. Well, you know, it's it's like the you know it's like the political ego that you don't realize you have or, or don't have. I believe that his ego thinks he he wants he wants to be governor. Uh, I'm sure he does. And there's a point where you know, depending on what he does this year, you know, he's got to do some conservative things this year in order to move people back and forth. But he has manipulated the public for a long time. You know, I would like to see. Um, we talk, a lot of people think Shad White. I would like to see Shad in a legislative role as lieutenant governor, mm-hmm. you know, with control of the That's, of, uh, I would prefer the that. Senate. I'd I, prefer that over the governor's seat at some point is just basically window dressing. It's not, it doesn't have any real power. And same as a mayor of a city in some cases, if you're trying to change the form of government in Jackson to where the mayor has less power. It, you know, <laughs> That'd like, be a good thing. Uh, yes, it would. <laughs> I think we'd all be, be okay great. with you that. You know, like in Canton, the, the mayor there, the, you know, you have a little veto power, and that's uh, about it. Sure. You know, other than that, your your job is to, and and this is where Chopeway would fail miserably, because your job is basically to keep the city clean and pay the bills. Mm-hmm. If you're the mayor, <laughs> if you're wait, the mayor Jackson, Chip, wait a second. That's a that's a tall task here. Now. That's, that's all he would be, be <laughs> pay the charge. bills. Pay the we can't we can't do anything crazy the like that. And, and keep bills. it clean. Get the trash picked up. So and the and the adults will handle running the city. But that's not going to happen. Yeah. So I think Shad, from a legislative standpoint, a policy standpoint, it, he would. 
he seems like he seems very tactical. Yes, very surgical. Yeah, I think he would be He'd an be amazing great. lieutenant governor, and then be ready to be governor at some point. Well, you know, because he's only like what 32, 33, 34, yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, which he I think timeline wise, age wise, he, he could be lieutenant governor for eight, eight years. Eight, no, you can be. That's not a. That's not a. They're not term limited. Not term limited. Only the not. governor's term limited. So you, well. we could have him for a while. Who would you put in for Democrats? Who's going to be the Democrat? Man, I can't think Choke of a No, no that's not going to happen. I mean, that's I not. Mean, that's they not put up Biden? I mean, come on. Well, I mean, I, it's <laughs> Choke is not going to be a statewide candidate. I don't, I don't, I don't see that. I mean, what's, what's he going to run on? Hey, do you all like trash? I mean, like, what, what's he going to I mean, I don't really think that's yeah. good. I mean, the same I, thing he runs on in Jackson. Black, his black, blackness. I think that's going to run. I think that's run out this time after what we've seen this last you well, know, in, cycle. Where, in with the, Canton. They just on Sunday, you they had a parade and it was the NAACP and the uh, one vote and uh, another group uh, something else. But they all had the same signs. They walked lockstep door to door all Sunday from neighborhood to neighborhood. And I mean, we had the Black Voters Matter signs everywhere. I mean, it was it was all of a sudden on the week this past weekend it descended across the whole yeah they were all the same stuff was going on over there around all the great annuals dealerships and brandon yeah uh, just uh, same signs they just lined it up lined it up I mean, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them i was like man it's like if you want to get your check you get your then when it says us out here you you show up you know i, I teach your guys point about who's going to be the democratic candidate in four years i mean i'm looking at the state uh, the county by county results here on right. the maps and if you compare it to jim hood's I don't see any county that Tate won in 2019 that Brandon was able to flip this year. Right. In actuality, Tate flipped a county, which was Lafayette County, that Jim had won, and Madison County, which were counties that Jim had won. So, I mean, Brandon actually did worse than county by county. Right. Now, the vote totals are about the same. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the same numbers here. But by county by county, um, Jim did better than Tate. But you're gonna it, have, did it better than Brandon. You're going to have to be an already elected Democrat official. To run. You can't just come out of nowhere like Presley did. I mean, he was elected. I mean, he's public service commissioner. Yeah. But I know what you're saying. His I mean, name ID was not very it, good. It was not that yeah. strong other than he was Ken Elvis. I would have run on that more than I would have done anything else. That's, but. you know, he, um, <laughs> um, the, uh, yeah, I think, so you'd have to, you're right. I think that's true. You'd have to have somebody who's a, but there isn't any statewide elected Democrats right now in office, like statewide, right? No, there's not. God no. forgive us if Benny decides he wants to come home and run the state. I don't, I don't think he's, I think he's probably pretty happy where he's at. But <laughs> what, Willie Simmons? Wouldn't you be? I mean, I mean, I would be. Well, but Did Willie Simmons win? Did he? I don't know. I don't know. I think he did. I um, heard that that might not have gone that way. Um, so, I mean, I think it's going to, you know, so now in four years of the Democrats, you're looking back and you're like, we had the most well-funded campaign we've ever had. Right. We you know it most well, as Kingfish just said, it was probably a very well-run campaign. Yes. It was very, they were on message. Brandon worked. I mean, you got to give it to him. The guy left it all on the field. I mean, he oh, did. Yeah. Oh, yes. I mean, he put the time in. Um, so after that, I don't know. You got you to look back and you're like, what do we do? And we couldn't do it under that circumstance. Under I mean, a governor it, that wasn't necessarily the most popular figure either. So it wasn't like he was running against Haley Barber or something like that. Well, I'm saying that I would say this: if they had done had had the same effort behind Jim Hood, Jim Hood would have won. That's you know that's a good point. We were talking about that with Russ um, last week and Russ Latino and Jim. You know, I worked for Jim for two years, right. and it always was like it felt like people were 
pushing Jim into running. Like, he didn't really have his heart in it. Right. You know, it wasn't something that, like, you know, he was – because he had to be kind of talked into it right. when everybody in the scuttlebutt wars at the AG's office at the time. It wasn't something that he was just wanting to do. And then I think he kind of got talked into it and didn't put his whole effort into it um, to run. But I think you might be right. I think Jim uh, might have Jim might have uh, beat I mean, him. He's the last statewide mm-hmm. big Democrat. Yeah, if he'd actually, you know, if he'd actually put in, you know, the, if they had, you know, put in the work more at that time, and I think, you know, he'd been elected four times. He, yeah. he I think he would have stand it. And you chance. also got to think that Andy Gibson may want to jump in the battle in the Republican side. Yeah, we, we, said, we talked we that before he got here. Yeah, that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and look, that's he's a he's a dark horse favorite, not just a dark horse. I mean, if he decides to throw his hat in. And it literally throw his hat in. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and look, and nobody's done a better job of, at promoting themselves than, and I mean that as a compliment, by the way. Nobody's done a better job of building name recognition and promoting themselves as Andy Gibson has. When, when I you, mean, you get in office, you can put your name on anything you want. He's got it everywhere. I think he's also not. I think at one time he may have been controversial is not the right word. What I'm trying to say is, you know, maybe he was a little polarizing because he was this character. Yeah. And, but I think he's like really. I think he's endeared himself to the public over the last few years because I saw so many people I talked to yesterday. They're Democrats. They're like, man, I voted for Andy Gibson. He's very front Everybody kind of likes him. He did a he did it really. I liked the way about a year ago, and y'all remember after that crawfish festival mm-hmm. shooting, he kind of just took charge of that situation. Even though it's not like he's not a law enforcement guy. Well, he's I think a, what he's done at the fair post that yeah, has, and, and people are talking. People recognized how safe the fair was the last two years exactly. post post crawfish bull, and I think that transcends. That transcends all the other nonsense. If people feel safe, they're going to give whoever makes them feel safe props. We've got to take a break. We'll yep. be right back. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. Guys, we've got about a minute. I'm going to tell you what's for lunch today. Martin's downtown. The Blue Plate special is meatloaf. Get down to Martin's. Grab that meatloaf with a couple sides. You will not regret it. How about burgers? Blues Barbecue, both locations, Madison and Brandon. Today's is smoked chicken and hamburger steak. They got hamburger steak every day. Your sides are mashed potatoes, black-eyed peas, squash, zucchini. I had a blue plate from there yesterday, the fried pork drop. It was phenomenal. The vegetables were great. And, man, I walked up to the counter. I placed my order. By the time I paid, my plate was in my hand, and I was out the door. That's the way it should be. Absolutely. It's the point of having a blue plate is to be ready when it's... Yeah, here. here. In and out. In and out. And it was fried, and it was fresh. It wasn't soggy. None of that. Went right around the corner. Ate it. Enjoyed it. Chip Matthews, thank you for coming in today. You're welcome. Appreciate you. And I'm telling you, guy, it it ain't easy to to take a licking and keep on ticking, and you you took a licking, and you're back ticking. And I will be bothering everybody all day, and and uh, I'll be a thorn in your side. I'm a Democratic agitator uh, professionally, and I'll keep doing it. I like it. Sean Yerkeron, we've had uh, two two good shows back-to-back-to-back. Little, very little sleep. Appreciate you taking part in all this. Sure, uh, you, you've been a good sport through it all, and we'll see you back Friday. I'll yep. be back here tomorrow. Back at it. We're putting the election stuff in our rearview mirror for the foreseeable future, and back to the culture war. Peace. <laughs>